Welcome to Leader Growth Today. I'm David Skidmore. You know, Leader Growth is committed to helping organizations and individuals overcome challenges and experience transformation. And today I'm really excited because we're going to be talking about how you develop as a leader and the foundation of leadership is influence. You know, John Maxwell famously said, leadership is influence. It's nothing less nothing more. And today I am so excited because to talk about this idea of developing your influence and growing your influence as a leader, we have my good friend, Les Thomas Sr., be less the hype man of Oklahoma State University yes, in the house. My man, David, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us today, It's Les. such an honor and a blessing to be here. I'm excited about this next hour, bro. Oh, man, it is going to be awesome. Let's go. All right, I'm so just recently, uh huh, big things have been happening in your life. Yes, sir. You just gave a talk at TEDx Oklahoma City. TEDx, baby. Yeah, and man. And now it's book time. Book time. And your new book, yeah. it's called... Three levels of influence. Three levels of influence. And that's what today is all about, is how we develop our three levels of influence. That is a lot going on. And with all of those things, yeah. it's football season. Football season, in it thick. Which means on Saturdays. <laughs> and not just Saturdays. You know, we have meetings and we have yeah. uh, during the week, uh, we come together. Yes. We got to know what we're going to do. It's pretty much a, a full... Production, mm. you know, a lot of people think when they're at a game, they just see us running around and be like, "Oh, you know, that's easy." Yeah. But they don't, or they just see us in a moment. But they don't understand is that it takes a lot of time, a lot of practice coming together and developing yeah. and knowing what we're going to do. You know, so yeah, it's a lot that goes into you going up in front of sixty thousand people, though. Yeah, on the weekends in Stillwater and hyping everybody up. Hyping. Now, here's the thing, Les. I know this about you because you yeah. happen to be a good friend of mine. Okay. Yep. It's not just about hype. It's not. You're about hope. Hope. You told me once, you said, I'm not a hype man. I'm, I'm a, a hope, hope man. man. <laughs> That's right, dude. And the reason I say this is because, like, people see the joy. They see the energy. Yes. Now, of course, that's all, you know, God-given, the mm -hmm. talent. God gave me that. Um, but what? But the thought is what they really don't understand is they see a guy that had to overcome so much mm -hmm. uh, just to get to where I'm at, and I'm super thankful. So what they see is a thankful guy who is now walking in the influence of hope. Yes. Hope is influencing me daily because I know where I came from. Um, you know, I can't say I don't deserve to be here uh, uh, because I do because I serve a God that allows mm -hmm. me to that, yeah. to make mistakes, right, and, yes. and overcome. Um, but, yeah, man, what they see is, is, a, is a hope, man. I mean, it's, it's a God full of hope. And uh, every time I get a chance off the microphone when I talk to people, I make sure they know that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so today, let's go ahead and jump into three levels of change, because I know, or excuse me, three levels of, of influence, because this book yeah. is so important. If you haven't picked it up yet, go and get your copy today. What today. is three levels of change all about? Well, three levels of influence, man, really. Three let, levels of influence. Let, let, let me get yeah. the background. What it is is that, you know, growing up, I had a praying mom, mm. a mom that got on her knees and Yes. And believed in me. Uh, but what I will tell you is that my mother could only take me so so far, right? You, we've yeah. heard of the village concepts. And my first mentor was Mr. Green. And um, I won't jump into that because I'm sure you're going to ask about that later. But what I will say is I am a product of being uh, mentored, mm -hmm. right? 
I am yes. a product of being. If it wasn't for mentors, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Period. Yes. And um, one of the chapters in my book is why do life alone? And I think a lot of men, especially, mm-hmm. um, do life alone. Yeah. And and doing life alone, like it's really challenging. You're trying to create and get to where you mm-hmm. get to your destiny and reach a purpose. Uh, but you don't have any other perspective. You don't have anyone to bounce it off of. You don't have anyone to bring correction. You don't have anyone to just yes. uh, just throw up on, if you will, you know, and just kind of say your feelings and how you feel about everything. And try, trying to do that alone is, is a challenge. So, man, I realized through my life that God has sped up the process of Les Thomas by being mentored. And so the three levels of influence is about being mentored. It's about the iron sharpened iron level. That mm-hmm. is like your peers. Yes. And it's about having mentees, you know. So I believe those three right there is almost a like a necessity. It is vital. It's almost almost in, almost impossible to maximize your life without, definitely without a mentor. Mm. But I would argue that all three is just as important. Mm. Okay, so let let's talk about that mentor level. Yep. When you say mentor, the first person that I that that comes into my mind in your life, yeah, is a man that you just mentioned, Mr. Green. Mr. Green. Yeah, man. Who is Mr. Green? So Mr. Green, man, he was like almost a neighborhood dad. Yes. Six foot four, five, <laughs> dark skin, big guy. His hands could like cover my whole face. He had the voice like Barry White, you know, so he commanded oh, yeah. everything. And Mr. Green was just a nice guy um, who took a chance on spending time with a skinny at that time, mm-hmm. <laughs> a skinny, big ear boy. <laughs> Um, that needed some direction. And so, you know, Mr. Green, I would hang out with him. And I don't really think he knew that he was mentoring me. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about it. People get caught up in the title of mentoring. Yes. Man, just do life with people. Wow. You know, just do life with people. Mr. Green did life with me. So he had a 19, I believe it was a 1957 Chevy, Chevy mm-hmm. that he would pull out every single weekend, you know, and he would clean this 1957 Chevy. Now, let me tell you about Mr. Green. Let me tell you a little bit more. Mr. Green lived his life as if CNN, Fox, Channel 4, 5, and 9 was going to do an interview at his house every day. Wow. So you say, Les, what do you mean by that? Everything was perfect. <laughs> the grass was perfect. His hedges was perfect. His garage was perfect. His car was perfect. Like, everything was perfect. Perfect. It looked like he never cut his grass. You know why? Because he always cut his grass before it needed to be cut. You know? And so obsessed with detail. Detail, man. And so, I mean, that's probably why I chose the Air Force, you know, mm-hmm. is Mr. Green. But uh it was all about detailing. And I remember go back to the car, the nineteen fifty seven Chevy, he would pull it out every weekend and he would wash it. And I remember saying, Mr. Green, why are you cleaning a clean car? Mm. And he simply said, boo, because that's what my the neighborhood and my family called me. He said, boo, you take care of the things you love. Mm. That's a simple but strong message. Yeah. You take care of the things that you love. And so, I mean, you know, it, it's no secret I got in a lot of trouble as a child, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Green went as far as asking my mother um, if she needed help disciplining me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, now, it, come on, man. Like, that's love. Like, yes. you know, as a kid, I didn't like that and I didn't mm-hmm. understand it. But as a grown man, I understand that it was more than him just being a voice in my life. He was willing to direct me. Mm. He was willing to offend me. You know, he was really t- willing to offend wow. me because I'm like, this dude ain't my daddy. Yeah. You know, I could have easily got upset, but I recognized, man, nah, Mr. Green loved me. 
and they spent time with me. I mean, I I I got I have so many stories that I could tell you with Mr. Green. I'll tell you this one more story, just yeah. because people got to understand like the foundation of this book and why me saying I'm a product mm-hmm. of being mentored. And Mr. Green was my first one, so he deserved this time, right? <laughs> but I remember mm-hmm. um, speaking of his grass, you know, he he would pay me to cut. You know, if there was a vacant house in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, he would pay me some money to cut the grass because he knew we didn't. He, he knew that we didn't have any money. So instead of him just giving me money, you know, he did what a man. You know, he's training me up. He's helping yeah. me, right? So you you earn it. And so uh, one day I messed up. I asked <laughs> Mr. Green, Mr. Green, can I cut your grass? Oh man! And <laughs> that was a. Bad decision. You should have done it. Well, first he said no, and um, and he knew why he was saying yeah. no. And I was like, "Well, Mr. Green, what's, man, you don't trust me, man. Come on, you know." He was like, "Boo, you know, you know, I I I'll let you cut other grass. You know, I I like to take care of my own." I'm like, "Mr. Green, come on, you don't think I could do it?" So I talked him in to saying yes, and that was a mistake. Hmm. At the time, it was a mistake. Why now, was it a mistake? It was a mistake because I could not get it right. In my mind, I'm looking at it. So, you know, he had one of them uh, lawnmowers that was self-propelled, so it would go mm-hmm. on his own. Like, And his lines were perfect. Yes. It's almost like an artist. It's almost like <laughs> Jesus brought his hand up out the sky and put the lines in his yard. It was so perfect. And in my mind, when I was cutting his grass, it was perfect. It was mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. He followed me the entire time and corrected me. Boo, that's not right. And I'm like, Mr. Green, this is straight. No, go a little bit to the left, just an inch to the left, inch to the right. He just kept correcting me, and he Mm -hmm. followed me the entire time. And then you know what came next? I wanted to quit. I let go wow. of the lawnmower. I cut it off. I was like, man, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, you won't let me cut your grass. It look perfect. You ride me. You know what I'm saying? You won't just let me mm-hmm. do what I do. And Mr. Green, he just let me say whatever, everything I wanted to say. And he would not let me quit. Mm. He would not let me quit. He wow. was like, boo, you finish everything that you start. And just because it gets hard, that is not the time to quit. In mm. fact, that's the time to dive in and do more and learn more about what's going on so you can get it correct, man. Come on, wow. man. He's telling a little 11, 11 12-year-old kid that. You know, everything That's was deep. everything everything yes. was like a, a message was in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he loved me. But my thing is, like, I was so frustrated. But that's it obviously impacted me because I haven't forgotten that story. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, man, that's having a mentor and teaching you. And, I mean, he made sure I was teach, uh, treating my mom right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, made sure I had a little money in my pocket. And he just he just taught me. And at that time, I really needed it because my mom, you know, my dad was there too, right? Um, mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad wasn't married. My dad, um, I knew my dad and I hung out with him from time to time, but me and my dad didn't spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my mom just pretty much raised me on her own for the most part. Probably 85% of my, of my yeah. childhood is my mom, my mother, my mother, which I yeah, call her yeah. that, you know, um, uh, but Mr. Green, he stepped in, you know, and, and, and he helped out and he cared about me. He loved me, uh, and that's just something I won't ever forget. And so he mentored me. Mm. And he wasn't called a mentor. He just mentored me. He did life with wow. me. Wow. You know, Mr. Green, one of the things I, I love about this story yeah. is that he pulled his car out. You yeah. know, he, he could have taken it somewhere else. Yeah. But he's right there in the neighborhood doing what he does. Yep. Sometimes we forget the influence that just happens and the possibility that becomes available 
when we simply show up where we are. Come and on. if we just take that, yeah, take what we already have and work from from there, we don't have to start everywhere else. We can we can start with what we've got, put that on display, and who knows, we may end up getting to be a mentor in the process. Let, let's let's oh okay. What you just said is amazing and so true. You just start where you're at. I've had people say before, Les, how can I be a mentor? I don't have this big job. I don't have all this money. I don't have this fancy house. I was like, yo, you know what an OG is in the gang? Mm. They're a mentor. An OG or someone that's running a gang yeah. are the older ones. We call them the OGs. Whew. They're a mentor. Yeah. If, you know, so if, if a gang member could be a mentor, why can't you? Oof. Come on, somebody. So the thing is, is like, you don't have to have all these boxes checked. Hold on. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a do one better than that. Mm. A drunk man that was beating up his car, that was out of control, mm-hmm. a drunkard, became one of the most famous mentors we ever known. You know what his name is? Mr. Miyagi. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi was tearing up his car, drinking, and he knew he met Karate Kid, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming, I, I guess, you yeah. know, we call it Karate Kid, so I'm thinking. But anyway, he became a mentor, dude. It gives you it gives you a, a level of purpose to your life. Now, I, I know that there are two more levels of influence we haven't even touched yet. Yeah. So we're talking there at that first level. First level. Next level, though. We're talking iron sharpens iron. We are. Walk me through that. So the iron sharpens iron is like, is where it gets real. Mm -hmm. So a mentor in your life, um, of course, is you being able to express yourself, but it's a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. Like with your mentor, it's a lot of listening. listening, It's a lot of them guiding you, Mm -hmm. right? But you appear that iron sharpens iron that's really why you discover your why. Yeah. And that is where the friction happens. And that's all the information that you learn from all three. This is where you can, you talk back, your friends talk to you, mm-hmm. you argue, you know, um, you know, you, you break it all, all the way down to the, to its lowest level mm-hmm. and you, de- you discover your why and you can defend your why. Mm-hmm. And this level is important because they're doing life with you, so they get to see the real you. So your mentor only get to see whatever you show them. Mm. But right here at this level, you get to see if I don't open the door for my wife. You get to see if I talk yes. crazy to my kid. You get to see if I don't say thank you to my wife if she brings me a plate of food. You get to see if I'm on my phone uh, while my daughter is sitting there talking to me, but I'm staring at you get to see all those things that my mentor doesn't get to mm-hmm. see. And you get to speak into my life and say, yo, I don't, the way you raised your, your voice at your wife, that wasn't cool. See, a mentor necessarily won't see that mm-hmm. because you putting your best foot forward or you telling them your issues that's going on. Right. But at this level right here, these are your these are your guys. These are your dogs. These are the people you do life with. These are the ones that can see who you mm-hmm. really are. Even with a mentee, they can only see what I give them. Now, let me ask you on that. Mm-hmm. Most of us would say we have peers, yep. we have friends. Mm-hmm. We don't let everybody in, though. True. What was the process like for you of letting people in? at that peer level to not just see 70%, mm-hmm. but see all of it. 
Well, for me personally, it was a challenge because growing up with the uh, childhood trauma that I had, you know, the hood trauma mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff, you don't really trust people. Yeah. And so um, it takes a while of just doing life with people. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I don't really have like a, a application form or anything like that. <laughs> However, um, you know, you just test the the, the fruit by, by its fruit. You know, um, you know who you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and you understand that some people you can share things in your life with, and some people you can't. Mm. Um, you know, you you know, you got to always be mindful of what you're really sharing with everyone. But I, what I will tell you is that my life is kind of an open book, honestly. Though, like, yeah. you know, sometimes when I'm speaking, my wife, I, I look at her and she look at me, and she was like, "I can't believe you just told the world <laughs> that," you know. But I'm like, you know what, man. If you want mm-hmm. to impress people, you share your victories. I mean, you you tell them, you know, everything that you yeah. you've gained in life. You know, all your wins. Mm-hmm. But if you want to impact people, you share your failures. You share mm-hmm. you share the things you had to overcome. You know, those things that was challenging for you because those are the things that really made you who you are. When I lift weights, I don't get stronger in the first eight reps. I get stronger in the last three or four. Yes. Right? And that's when it's the most challenging. And so the thing is, those challenging parts of our life is where we gain the strength to be able to carry more mm. weight. And so, you know, those things right there, I share it with people because I I have I have no desire to impress people. I have a desire to impact people. And wow. you impact people being real, being transparent, and letting them know. So again, I don't really have an application, but I will say that you you know who you can really um, let the mass down all the way down with, mm-hmm. and it's important for you to have that. You have to have someone in your life yes. that you can be honest with, someone you can tell your idiosyncrasies to, <laughs> your challenges. You know the things that you don't want the world to know, um, because uh, being by yourself is like the number one playground for the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know if they can get you to keep. Your shame and everything to yourself. If 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 the enemy can keep you to keep your shame to yourself, then it's a great chance that you will wallow or stay in that that shame even longer. Yes. Then to expose it. One of my mentors, Stephen Alexander, hmm. uh, he said to me, "You got to snitch on your flesh." And what that means is, whenever you got something going on, some sin going on, you got to tell someone. You got to snitch on snitch your flesh. On your flesh. Wow. You know what I mean? Because if you try to battle it by yourself, it's either going to take longer or you will never get over it. Mm-hmm. But if you snitch on your flesh on what's going on and you tell your mentor mm-hmm. or you tell your wife or you tell your best friend, you tell your peers, mm-hmm. that way it brings some accountability because, you know what, we can't do this life alone, man. Yeah. What did that look like for for you as far as building that relationship of iron sharpens iron? Because you said it wasn't overnight. No, it definitely wasn't overnight. So. There, there's a point when, even if you didn't ha- have an application, there was an invitation. Definitely. So how how did you go about that? Because, you know, I, I think a lot of leaders, we talk about lonely leaders. Lonely. And Woo. that's unfortunate because I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe leadership has to be lonely. It doesn't have to be. In fact, I heard this quote once and uh, I think about it often. If leadership is lonely... It could be that you're at the top of a very small hill and it's time to get some other people and climb a mountain together. True. I, I, yeah. I say this all the time just to go with that analogy is that, you know, what fun is it if I climb a mountain and I get to the top of the mountain and I don't have anyone mm-hmm. to celebrate with? 
anyone yes. to high five with. What fun is that? Oh yeah, that's not fun. Yes, I want to bring someone with me. You know, I want to be, and then whenever I need to be a serpent with my mentees, that's Mm -hmm. what I need to be. I go before them. I make sure it's safe. I bring them. I go up before them. I come back, make sure they come with me. I make sure that it's safe. You know, I mean, like, that's what it's all about. But yeah, I would just say that the the process, the biggest thing is uh, if I'm just going to be transparent and keep it 100, people run their mouth. Mm -hmm. That's really one of the the, uh, requirements for this level right here to be in that circle was that, mm-hmm. you know, you you can't feel like it's swine where you're telling them everything. Yeah. You can't cast your pearls before swine. So the biggest thing is someone that you can trust that is going to um, not go and just tell the world about what you're dealing with. And mm-hmm. I think that's one reason. It's, it's a couple of reasons why leaders um, are, are alone is because, one, it's hard for them to trust people mm-hmm. because usually people will judge you. Like mm-hmm. the higher you go, the more people expect for you to be perfect. Right? Yes. And so now you live in this whole life of really almost like a lie because I have to display myself as being perfect. I have to always be perfect. Mm-hmm. And on the inside, you are crumbling. Yep. Which brings on depression, brings on suicidal thoughts, bring on thoughts of giving up. And it's just because you're simply doing life alone. And what it is is just that it's hard to find people at that level where you can really share mm. yourself and be honest with um, without being judged or ostracized or losing your position. Mm. Because especially in, in the Christian world, you know, uh, we're take, we've taken on the same mindset as the world. And that is when someone uh, makes a mistake, or, 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 you know, do something that's not, that they shouldn't be doing or whatever, we just off with their head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no more redemption or being restored. Like, you know, yeah. now when you hear about uh, a pastor or a leader in the Christian world world making a mistake, they completely lose their lose everything, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, but what happened to, like, rehabilitating a person and walking with them through the valley? Yep. What happened to being with them? So that's why some leaders... Uh, do life alone. Uh, they're lonely is because they have, you know, they having this addiction that they're fighting by themselves and no one knows about, um, and they're afraid to share it because uh, they may be judged. And so that that peer to peer, no matter what level mm-hmm. you're at, you know, it is it is vital to have that because again, um, they can see what other people can't see. Mm. Um, and they can bring a, a totally different level of accountability. See, with, with my with my mentor, if I share my goals, my mentor can help me get there. Mm. But with my peers, they know what's going on. When I say I have this goal, but you haven't done anything <laughs> to hit that goal. Yeah. So like you're 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 telling your mentor, oh, so your mentor can help give you direction. Um, but your peers, this is where the perspective, and they will challenge you, and you can challenge them on your why and all that. So, I mean, you know, the iron sharper iron, it's, it's going, you know, metal's going to fly a mm. little bit. You know, I I want us to, to talk in just a moment about that third level of mm-hmm. influence. I've found that sometimes when people finally get, and especially lonely leaders, when they finally get an opportunity to share, sometimes... They put too much, too much out all at all at once. Yeah, and I want to say, like, if you're a lonely leader, yeah. it's okay 
to let people build trust with you, even those who seem to be at the same pace and same level, that you don't have to share all of it overnight. Yeah. And people can, uh, you, you can allow them to develop trust, but eventually you want to have people who are climbing that mountain with you because yeah. it's, it's lonely at, at the top if you do that alone. Now, it is. One reason that happens, yeah. though, David, is because it's all the buildup and then they finally, you know, explode, you know? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is like, you know, we trust God in everything that yeah. we do. And, you know, if you lack wisdom on how to do something or if you need something, yeah. you just let God know. God, I need someone. I'm going to tell you this right now. I told someone yesterday that, you know, they asked for God to remove anyone from their life. Mm. Um that don't that 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 doesn't need to be in their life, and you know God removed the person, and they were saying how much that hurt. Yeah, I said now you could pray God replace them with someone. Oof. The same way you pray for someone to be removed out of your life and they don't need to be in mm-hmm. your life is the same way you could say, well, God, I need someone to do life with. Pr- pray that prayer, you know. And so I, if it's a leader out there, if you by yourself, um, ask God. God send someone or send someone's. A few people that I can do life with, and because um, that lonely at the top, I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I don't. I've never read that in the King James, NIV, or NLT. Anything. I don't even think it's in the Greek. It's not even in the Greek. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So you know, you don't have to do life alone. So let's say that you're in between, mm-hmm. and you say, "Man, I haven't found those people." that are sharpening me like at that iron sharpens iron level, but there's a third level of influence still. It is. And it's one of those beautiful things. You still don't have to do life alone. Absolutely. Because as you said, we're doing life together mm-hmm. at, at every level. You're still doing life Completely. with others. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about level three. Level three is, is having mentees. So I mean, like, you know, We've heard it before about paying it forward. You know, as a mentee, you've learned and seen the benefits of mm. it. So why not give someone else that same opportunity? And so um, a mentee, this is here's the thing, and it's not about these levels and the mentees below you or anything like that. But you know, you know, for explaining it purposes, you know, it's three levels. So the mentee um, is actually one of the most important levels. Mm. Why is that? Because, you know, we've heard it said before, I don't know if the study, if you can Google this, but I think you can, but we've heard it said before that um, you learn more, you retain more when you teach. And so your mentee, when you're doing life with them and you're talking to them about what they're dealing with in their life, that brings strong conscious accountability to you. Hmm. Because here's the thing, we've heard it said, said before, like, man, I wish I could live by the advice that I give others. You know, you say that because the advice that you give others make you think about your own life. And you be like, dang, <laughs> I need to apply that to my life. Yeah. Right? So when you're with a mentee and you're talking to them about what they're dealing with, whether it mm-hmm. be, you know, failing at their marriage or not treating their wife right or their kids right mm-hmm. or having troubles at, at, at work or whatever it may be, I guarantee you, and you're going to walk down your own street while you're talking to your mentee at some point. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk to them about something they're dealing with in their life that you have or are dealing with at that time, right? Yes. And so when you're talking to them and you're pouring it to them and you're encouraging them, you're doing that. You're encouraging yourself. 
And that same time, remember when David was in, I mean, mm-hmm. I know your name is David yeah, too. Yeah. It could have been yeah, you. Yeah. But you know, when David had Ziklag, you know what I'm saying? Like I was reading that today. Come see, that's the Holy <laughs> Spirit, bro. Come on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He encouraged himself. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go all the way into it, but my point is like mm-hmm. you, you you're giving yourself fuel to encourage yourself whenever you're encouraging others. Mm. You know, it's like a lot of people that make it to the top and they have everything they want in life. And they wonder why they're empty. Hmm. And if you're listening right now, like, this is this is for you. If you're wondering why I have X, Y, Z, the big house, the car, the money, I have the wife, all these things, but you're feeling empty, it is because, one, purpose is what brings fulfillment, right? So maybe you're not in your purpose, even though you got all that money and balling. But then, two, when you're helping someone else, it brings like a... A feeling that like no other. I mean, even a person, if you're all about yourself, when you, I I double dog dare you to get involved where it's helping someone else and it's not about you. Now, from the flesh standpoint, it's like, oh, it's about me. I want the thing to be about me. But go serve at the homeless shelter. Go serve after, you know, uh, a hurricane or something came through a city. And I guarantee you, Helping them will change your life forever. I've never mm. been on a mission trip where I wasn't. I'm trying to go and to impact mm-hmm. them, but I left impacted. I yes. left encouraged. I left feeling better. You know. So the thing is, like, try to put someone before yourself. And when having a mentee, that's what you're doing. I got two mentees here with me right now. You do. I got Max and AJ here. They hanging out with me right now. Great ate, young men. Great young. We ate at Vast earlier, and they. I said, y'all want to roll with me? Do this podcast. Shout out to AJ. I see you, big dog. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I said, do y'all want to roll with me? So they yeah. here with me now. So it's just doing life with them, man. It's just, you know, just helping them walk through life. And um, I enjoy it. And mentoring is is mm-hmm. really big to me. And so because I know it's, it's impacted my life greatly, man, what do I look like or how selfish would it be for me not to pay, not to pay it forward and not to be that for someone else? I love that, Les, because, you know, sometimes when, when people talk about mentoring, they think, oh, man, like I don't have a curriculum. I don't have this. I don't have that. My favorite moments I've ever had with, with mentors have mm-hmm. either been like Frank Smith green tea frappuccino at Starbucks or yeah. Mitch Wilburn in the truck together driving somewhere. Yep. It's the moments when you're just with someone that you learn how they are. I learned how Mitch talked to his wife mm. when she called him. Yep. And I went, Oh man, that's a different way. I like that. Yep. yep. You know, so it's, it's those little moments it's not just what's taught, it's what's caught, and you get that with with a mentor. I, in my book, I call it structured and unstructured time. Mm. And so I like that. structured time is where something is going on, and I need to sit down and talk to you about mm-hmm. it. I need some advice. I need some wise counsel. Yeah, That's structured. That's on purpose. Unstructured time is when you're in the car driving. Mm-hmm. It's when me and my mentor, our mentee is fishing, or if we hanging out, like, that's unstructured time. Yeah. Like, we just went to Bass Pro Shop today. Mm. That's unstructured time. It's not structured. You're just hanging out, but you're talking. Mm-hmm. You're getting to learn more things about each other. And so, I mean, like, it's just doing life with people. A lot of times people think that mentoring is hard. AJ, is, he's hype over there because I've said his name. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love that dude. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, yeah. uh, you know, it's more than just people— 
they shy away from being a mentor because they think about, man, I got to take on this responsibility. Mm-hmm. And here's the truth, man. I'm not responsible. I'm not God. Yes. So if I have a mentee and they decide to rob a bank, mm-hmm. that's not my fault. <laughs> so like, like take it out mm-hmm. of, take the responsibility of carrying the weight of someone, take that out because you're not responsible for them. All you're doing is helping them give them direction to to the purpose and the calling on their life that God where God wants them to be. Now don't control them. Mm. You can't be a mentor trying to control your mentee. No, they have a purpose, they got a destiny. So all you do is you try to help them get to where God wants them to be in their life. You'll frustrate yourself trying to control them. Okay, so if you aren't convinced already, I know you are now. Go ahead, order your copy today. Yes. Three Levels of Influence from Les Thomas Sr. It is going to blow your mind. Les, I know that this this book, it's not just releasing a book. I know that this time of year is important for you. Mm -hmm. And when you think about influence, you mentioned Mather earlier. Yep. You know, what's it like for, for you at this time, reflecting on the person who raised you, the yeah. person who influenced your life most, the person who loved you through through the years and brought you to, to this point? Well, I mean, you know, uh, the greatest influencer in my life is, without a shadow of a doubt, my mother. Mm-hmm. And that's why I chose September 20th, because that was her birthday, you know? Yeah. That's when God decided to bless this earth with one of the greatest women, though, you know, uh, ever. Yes. Uh, was my, was my, you know, my mother. So um, September 20th. And so, you know, this time of year, uh, you know, it's it's different, man. It's very, sometimes I'm, I'm excited, I'm hyped, mm-hmm. and I find energy. Then there's times where, like, I'm mad, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, uh, you know, asking God questions and... And wishing that she was here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, but for me to honor her, uh, I've done a really great job at trying to maximize my life. N- you know, not only f- for God, because ultimately I'm doing it for God because I'm his, uh, but at the same time for my for my mother. You mm-hmm. know, my mother, you know, when I hit milestones, you know, like speaking at TEDx, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's impossible for me not to think about my mom. Yes. You know, because, I mean, she is really the one that believed in me when no one else did. We hear that a lot, but I could tell you for me, like, that is 100% the truth. So this time of year, man, um, uh, it's it's a challenge. It's, it's things that I find funny. My mom was a huge OU fan, huge <laughs> OU fan. But I have yeah. no doubt in my mind that she would be in the orange and black, you know, at, at O State, you know, uh, if she was still here. But mm. but you know, um, uh, influence, man. You know, basically is having the capacity to, uh, you know, to help control or direct someone to something or whatever. Influence is really strong. I mean, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, I'm going to probably mess this up, but Clint Eastwood basically said one of, one of the greatest challenges is being able to control the influence that you have. Mm-hmm. And and I, what I will tell you is that, you know, the greatest influence in my life was my mother, and she did a great job by um, controlling the influence and using it to help shape me and, and help mold me, you know, through the challenges, through the trials and the tribulations, and so um, for me, man, I mean, you know, a lot of my parenting came from her. Now, I had to learn on the fly, 
mm-hmm. you know, how to be a dad. You know, I had there's a lot of OJT, uh, but my mom always talked to me. Like my yeah. mother, she always talked to me uh, through problems and through issues. And so mm. I do it for my mama, man. You know, and I, I miss yeah. her. Like I wish she was here. Yeah. Like it hurts, bro. It sucks mm. a lot of times that my mom is not here. But um, I keep the flame lit by saying, mom, I know you're watching me. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do this for you, and I'm gonna be the best, uh, the best person that I can be in life, and I'm I'm representing you. Mm. And I don't go anywhere without taking her. I don't go anywhere yep. without taking her, bro. Like, I, I mean, everywhere I go, I'm like a piece of her is in me because she helped mold me, she helped shape me, who I am mm. today. So she's with me, Doc. Yeah. I believe she is very proud of you. Yeah. I mean, you've given something to all of us. Your TEDx Oklahoma City talk. Three levels of influence. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a gift. And the album Vertical coming soon. Yeah, man, Vertical. That's, I've been working on that album like <laughs> since 2016. And I cannot wait. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Well, let's, let, let's say somebody's looking at influence. Yeah. And they say, you know what? I hear what you're saying. Mentors, mentees, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Uh, lately, if I'm totally honest, I don't have any of those three. Where do I start? I would say, and I, and I actually talk about this in my book, you know, um, I, where I would start is getting a mentor, getting mm. a mentor. And and I talk about this specifically in my book because some people are saying, okay, Les, I've read your book, mm-hmm. and now it's like I'm, I'm hype and I believe in what you're saying about having a uh, mentor and this and that. How do I get started? A mentor will never, I almost never come to you and say, hey, mm. I want to mentor you. No man is going to walk up to me and say, yeah. because, you know, we have pride. We got ego. You know, you know, we would think about how yeah. would we feel if someone walked up. So I challenge the person that's saying, where do I start, is to go find a mentor and be intentional and ask them, say, can you mentor me? The only place that it normally happens is in business. Hmm. Now, if I'm in business, if I'm if I'm in the business world, I'm quick to ask somebody then to mentor me. Mm-hmm. But if you... Think about how fast you climb when you have a mentor in the business world. If I'm trying to start a business and I know someone who's in that business, why wouldn't I talk to them first? Yeah. So if I want to be a better dad, if I want to be a better father, if I want to be a better human, if I want to be a better whatever steward of what I do have, why wouldn't I do have, do life with someone to have them mentor me? Like like one of our one of the greatest mentors in my life was. Uh, Bob and Jamie Stovall, they was marriage mentors mm. for my wife and I. I sucked as a husband when I first got married, bro. Yeah. Like, I was terrible. I will say I was trash. <laughs> uh, thank God I didn't burn up. You know, back in the country, you know, they throw all the trash in the can and they burn it up, you know, because they didn't have the garbage. Yeah. So thankfully, I didn't burn up, but but they helped us tremendously in our marriage. And so that's why I would say is be intentional by finding someone, not just anyone, Finding someone to say, hey, I need you to do life with me, and I'm asking you to mm. mentor me. That's where I would start. You know, asking someone to mentor you is one of those keys of humility. And if we want to overcome challenges, if we want to experience transformation as leaders, it is essential that we embrace humility. And so that is a practical first step that you can take is reaching out to someone, no matter how old you are, no matter how far along you are in the journey, we can all learn. Les, I'm excited for you. Thanks, Congrats man. again on your TEDx Oklahoma City talk. Thank you. 
Congrats on three levels of influence and coming soon, vertical. Vertical, yep. Get you know, go out and get the book. I believe it'll bless you no matter what age you are, no matter if you've been mentoring for 50 years or you've never mentored before. Uh, I feel like this book would definitely give you some practical things you can uh, apply to your own mentorship. And uh, the album, Vertical, man, been working on it since 2016, but yes. it's, it's finally here. Now, just real quick, I know some some of, some of our people are wanting to know, how do I connect with less outside of this? So social media. Here we go. Social media, uh, my Instagram is lesthomas.senior. Uh, my Twitter, since they won't let me change my name, is Bless the Mike with one S B L E S T H E M I C. And um, you can always go to, you know, uh, lesthomassenior.com mm-hmm. as well and uh, find what you need to find, you know. Go to lesthomassenior.com. Well, thanks for dropping in today. Uh, at Leader Growth, once again, we are passionate about helping individuals and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. I'm looking forward to being back here next week with you. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. This is our declaration. We are locked in, all in and full out. We are the roar. You think you can run with us? Let's go. I get lying in my blood.